Welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick and... I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. Welcome to our little podcast and come and join us while we talk about Lego sets, things happening in the Lego fan community and pieces we've stepped on in the middle of the night. G'day Jay, how are you going? It appears to be a month since we last spoke spoken recorded it which is possibly a little longer than we'd intended i mean who's counting there was look there was a um there's a lot there's a lot there's there's, there's a lot happening you went to a show um i caught caught the plague i caught a plague not the plague but i caught a plague and i was out for like a week which was not fun and, and yeah there's there's been a lot happening in the lego world and in the meantime it's review season for the August upcoming August releases, some of which were June releases in some parts of the world. Well, where shall we start? I suppose I've been to an interstate Lego Expo, and that was really quite exciting, Jay. Yeah, that's like that's like that's like that's like a double that's like a double thing. You're traveling and you're traveling to a Lego show. How was it? How was it? It was fantastic. So I've been to Brickspo in, which is the major exhibition event held by the Southern Bricks Lego Users Group, which is one of the Adelaide-based Lego user groups in South Australia. Um, and their show probably had a bit over 100 exhibitors, but they had exhibitors from all over the country, people from Western Australia, Queensland, Victoria, New South Wales. And this was on the same weekend as another major event in Newcastle, but also the same weekend as LegoCon Live. We'll talk about it in a moment, but I wasn't there, so I can't offer first-person thing. So it was great to catch up with friends from around the country, Um, great to catch up with people from South Australia, of whom I hadn't seen many for a few years, and great just to see some awesome models from all over the country in the one room. Um, it was uh, moving on Friday, two days of public show, and then bump out in between times, doing the things that you do at a Lego show, basically catching up with friends, um, saying hi to the public, and getting inspired for the next lot of builds. Awesome. And what, what was the highlight of the show? Like, were there any... Oh, yeah. models, builds. Oh, there, look, there is one. And if you've been following our reels on Instagram, then you've probably seen the um, Imperial Light Cruiser that was put together. It suffered a, um, a fatal transportation accident um, on the way in. And what was intended to be a three-hour setup became a 24-hour setup, but they weren't all in a row. So it, in fact, took, instead of being done by three by 5 o'clock on Friday, it probably took until about half past 1 on Sunday afternoon for the model to be completed. So I'm going to offer full kudos to um, the guys behind it who basically spent all weekend putting it together. Um, Let's give you some perspective. It was about eight metres long. It was three and a half metres wide. It probably has over 200,000 pieces. There were um, 
something like 12,000 six by six light bluish gray tiles. Um, Almost minifigure scale, I think. It was pretty well minifigure scale. The bridge was lit. The landing bay was lit. Um, there was also sort of a hangar that dropped down below it so you could see the detail inside. Um, it's been That's a work. It was, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was just stunning just how big um, it was. Mm. And... So, yeah, it was a work in progress for about, it's been under development only for about six, eight months or so, apparently, um, or at least as far as the construction's concerned. And, yeah, just... Um, That's what you want to see at a, at a, at a Lego convention. Or yeah. Lego, you know. it, it was a fantastic... Um, it was a fantastic um, ongoing development during the course of the show and just seeing this thing change from time to time. Now, because of COVID regulations as they're currently running for the venue and um, in South Australia, the way that the show actually worked was each session they would let so many guests in and then everyone had to leave before they let the next ticketed admission in. So every two hours we had a lull as the venue cleared out and a moment to just breathe and take a moment before the next group of people came in. And it was actually quite a nice, nice way to do things. Often at a show, you've sort of got a constant crowd of people coming in. You've got more people coming in every 20 minutes or every half hour or every hour. And they're never leaving quite that quickly. And so it's day goes by, it just gets full and noisy and the kids are upset because they're hungry need to go to the toilet and want to buy lego and none of those are happening um and so it was actually i really enjoyed the way that that worked it was a fantastic um vibe for a visitor um and a fantastic vibe for for an exhibitor as well um the community was really welcoming to those of us from visiting from interstate and i'd like to um just offer my thanks and recognition to the team to team behind it um to to steve reddy the ambassador at southern bricks and um and the rest of the committee that were involved in putting the show together because it was a really fun experience i wanted to go but um i think the yeah the school holidays just didn't line up um yeah with ours, which is which is a pain yeah yeah, no, that's look. That was that's that's a thing. So, but as part as well as the Imperial Light Cruiser, there were lots of great superheroes. There were lots of great castles. There were lots of great brickheads, um, and everything else in between. I and some fantastic mosaics. Perhaps perhaps one of my my favourite spacey ones probably involved what looked like it was probably a repurposed star destroyer that had been turned into a um that had been turned into a classic space ship about a meter or so long and this was over a sort of a network of underground bases that were being being invaded by what looked like for all intents and purposes a rubik's snake kind of puzzle um that was infecting everything with blacktron <laughs> it was awesome <laughs> That sounds great. Um, yeah, look, I think um, yeah, it was, it was it was nice to see that um, you know 
it was, it was nice to see the photos and videos streaming out of the event. Um, I will have to say it was nice that um, it was nice that the local lug organized shows kind of stole the attention away from LegoCon because LegoCon was the other kind of like big elephant in the room. You know, Lego's organizing mm. their own thing up in Sydney. Um, apparently, tickets were limited; they were sold out in like thirty minutes upon re- you know each ticket release, and it was really hard to get a ticket. Um, and we we didn't hear much from LegoCon. We didn't see much. There, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of um, there was there wasn't a lot of wow that you'd expect from you know the world's first physical Lego con. Um, and I think it says says enough about the fact that you need local Lego communities, local Lego lugs, local Lego builders to 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 really make an event shine. Like the one thing that kind of went bonkers, um, you know, beyond the brick shared it, I shared it. Um, the the video that you put together um, got picked up um, by Beyond the Brick as well. And that just went crazy all over the internet. Um, mm. So, you know, I just say something about, you know, fan organized conventions versus, you know, Lego sanctioned, Lego organized events. And there's, yeah, look, diff- different strokes for different folks. They were, they were obviously targeting, you know, families, um, casual Lego fans, but it's, it's, it's the stuff that happens in conventions that really showcase and, you know, demonstrate what this whole entire passion or hobby is all about absolutely look i've spoken to a couple of people that went to lego con in real life um and so look this this event was very much aimed as being a family event um probably with with a high level of kid focus um you got to meet the winners from the most recent season of lego masters australia you got to meet um Brickman, and you also got to see some of their large models. You got to take part in some community builds and hear a few presentations. And then there was the opportunity to see some old sets and to um, spend a bit of money as well at the pop-up store. But um, I think the the buzz certainly was generated through the fan-generated events when you, when you look for content on social media. Um, and whether you can take that as real or not, or is it just that I'm only picking up the social media that's being produced by the people that are going to those events because they're the kind of people I follow anyway. But I think, look, I think LegoCon's an interesting idea. I think for the increased casual fan base that the Lego group are trying to court, well, they are courting, you know, by building more sets that are designed for adults to build rather than relying on adults to get hold of pieces and create their own things out of um just out of their own brains you know providing things for people who may have previously thought they'd grown out of lego there's no doubt that um, the company are, are courting that demographic as well and um, by having an event that was good for for the kids for the parents you know a couple of hours out for free during the school holidays, um, you know, it, it was a no-brainer that it was going to sell out pretty quickly. Um, and I dare say they'll probably give it a try again at some point. Mm. I think it would be disappointing if they don't invite 
don't don't engage with the local fan community um, perhaps as much as that you know a bit more than they did on this occasion um, because I think you know, if you've got some fan driven models there it's fantastic um, it's down the road but not quite the same place as the Sydney Lugs latest new event which was rolled out in April so it could also potentially lead to a bit of confusion down the track mm. for people as to just where are we going to that Lego thing it wasn't it there last year um, so interested to see what happens if they do it again or not yeah look I you know you can't you can't you can't do Lego without the fan community and I think that was one thing that uh, that was just that was just missing it just looked very sterile very you know corporate it's just a, just big you know just a big advertisement which is which which might have been the intention but um you, you got you got to add some texture to an event like you can't you can't just have a completely polished um completely sanitized event and you know especially since um you know the you know events like Brickspo, brickvention um you really see kids and families, you see their eyes light up when they when they look at all the builds and all the displays, um, and that and that just you know you, you can't you can't replicate that that type of ma- um, magic in a you know in a in a sanitized environment. You got to have you know yeah, and and also I'm thinking also of the Newcastle Brick Fest, which was on that weekend. That's been a part of the country where there'd been a lot of bad weather earlier in the year and. Um, you know, for there just to even be an event for the community to go to up there was um, just fantastic. And, you know, again, that's sort of one of the main events for the Rainbow Bricks um, Lego users group who are based sort of in um, the nor- the mid-north coast of uh, New South Wales. Well, it's the, uh, you know, they're, they're responsible for the winners of Lego Masters Australia Season 4. So whatever whatever that's in the water up there, yeah. keep, keep chugging. <laughs> mm, mm. Um, unfortunately, they, they were unable to get to their local show because they had been um, diverted. But uh, hey, look, over there, a distraction. <laughs> distraction? Price rises, price increases. Ah, perhaps not the distraction we were looking for. I just that's a pretty was... big distraction. That that that's all people are talking about. Um, August, um, the first of August is coming up, so the price increases um, hit the US and Asia Pacific in August, and I believe Europe in September. Europe and the Middle East in September. So some quick context for people who are listening from the future. On the whole, once a Lego set has been released, historically its prices tended to remain pretty steady until the set gets retired. Um, there was an exception um, at the beginning of 2021 affecting a lot of Western Europe, but not much of the rest of the world. This year has seen significant inflation, supply chain challenges, um, issues with hydrocarbon production um, around the world, and there has been significant inflation on all counts. And the Lego Group announced back in June that basically prices were going to be going up um, sort of across the portfolio. 
but that not only were we going to be seeing an increased sort of price for new sets entering the market, but also these prices are going to be affecting sets already on the market at lego.com, but also available in bricks and mortar stores around the world. This is something that has never really happened before, to have prices, have the recommended retail price jump while they're on the sets are on the shelves and we're seeing price rises of well you've been looking at some of the prices around the place jay what are we what are you expecting to be seeing yeah i think it's i think it's all over the place so at the at the lower end of the scale so thinking like you know 20 25 dollar 30 dollar speed champion sets they're going up by about like 20 to 25 26 percent um some of the larger sets think like the titanic ucs atat that's going up by about like five to like 10%. 10%. It's, it's, there's, there's, there's no pattern, um, that there's no discernible pattern, but I think it's important to also note that we don't have the full picture of what the price increases look like yet. We've been yeah. able to glean some of that because Barnes & Noble, they're a bookshop slash retailer in the US. They've switched over their prices already, which give, gave us a pretty good um, comprehensive-ish look at what sets are going up in price based on the set that are stocked by Barnes & Noble. Um, the the Lego certified store in Singapore, so that's a bit closer to home, um, they, they, they were helpful enough to actually publish the whole list of price. Um, well, I don't think it's the whole list, but a list of prices um, that were changing on the 1st of August. Mm. Um, quite nice. So, yeah, it's... It's, it's, um, it's interesting. I think, um, I think Lego were being quite um fairly truthful when they said that they were gonna um that these changes would hit and impact the larger sets the more expensive sets on the market so um mm. basically if, if 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 a set is aimed at adults or a hundred dollars and above expect a i don't know 10 to 15 percent increase on average that's that that's kind of like the that's kind of yeah. average but yeah it's hard to it's hard it's hard to quantify because some of these price changes are all over the place and some of these prices price rises um i'm using the inverted finger air quote thing here um are affecting sets that haven't been yet released and so really what we're seeing is a an increase in the price compared to what it may have been advertised as being a couple of months ago hmm. um yeah so like like recently released sets like um well when i say recent i mean like say like home alone and the ucs ATAT, which was released late last year they're they're going up in price which kind of makes sense um you, a, a good example of sets that have been on shelves for a long time, like like the Ideas Treehouse, mm. um, the UCS Millennium Falcon. So they like the Falcon's been on, um, has been around for five, five years. Yeah, five years. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, and the price has never changed, which is which is quite remarkable because you know, you know, in a typical year, what CPI is like two to three percent. This mm. year, it's gone. It's gone crazy, but. Um, you know, Lego have kept the, the the price of the UCS Falcon the same. So, for a set like that, it's not too surprising, and you almost go, okay, you know, kind of makes sense why you would, you know, increase the price. It's still in production. Mm. Um, the price of plastic is, you know, going up. Price of packaging, everything's going up. Makes sense. But for something like the Loop Coaster, which was just released just this month, that's going up in price as well. And you know, some of the 
um, sets that came out in June. I think I think Optimus Prime is on is on the list as well, from what I've heard. I don't mm. have confirmation, but that's going up in price as well. Some of the Ninjago sets um, we saw today, based on pricing on Lego.com, have gone up in price as well by about say like ten percent. So yeah, it's it's um it, yeah Lego definitely didn't plan this because they would have already baked in any sort of price increase into some of these recent sets, which does kind of give you an idea of the severity of it, that they would mm. increase the price of something they just released four weeks ago. Well, some of those things that were just released four weeks ago, and I think we also can consider perhaps the um, Ferrari Daytona in that Technic set as well in that list, these are all sets that are going to be on the shelves for a significant amount of time. They really need to be reflecting the mean cost of production over their life. And if that life is going to be three years, they need to be thinking about what it's going to be costing to produce these sets next year rather than what it was going to cost to make these sets last year. Mm. Um, it's a kick in the teeth in the rest for those of us in the rest of the world with everything else going up in price. You know, we've seen fuel go up in price from, you know, by about 30% over the course of the last, last four months, which is a little bit crazy. Um, and sort of seeing what's essentially a fairly discretionary purchase, um, in Lego going up significantly, it's certainly going to make people think twice about, what they need to buy or you know just <clears throat> get into your backlog that's a that's a great idea i think a lot of us have pretty significant backlogs um or or, or you can just wait for a sale i think that's the that, that's my number one tip of how to just navigate this new mm. um, environment just wait just wait for it to go on sale you don't need sets on day one it's fun it's exciting but just wait wait for it to go on sale however one of the things that one of the trends that has been evident over the last 12 months and um, just looking at the sets that are appearing on a lot of the independent retailers of the sets that are aimed at adults we're seeing a lower proportion of these sets being made for sale outside of the lego controlled retail channels so yep. while two years ago we were seeing most lego ideas sets on the shelves in three months, we're not seeing this happen. Mm. Um, um, we're no longer seeing the modulars, perhaps more recently than Assembly Square, being made freely available. They were for a while, but they're no longer so readily available to independent retailers. We're not seeing. Um, you know, we're still seeing seeing some of those adult focus sets, but we're not seeing as as many of them. Um, you know, the UCS are taking longer to get out there. Um, I think, along with the prices going up, I think that Lego are doing their best to. Um, I'm inclined to use the phrase "control the whole widget," um, so that we don't see these big sets going at discounted prices as much. Um, because they're going to be sold by channels which aren't in the habit of going the deep discount the way that um, a lot of big box retailers are. Hmm. Yeah, and I think 
I think one thing that we don't realize as well as long-time Lego fans, so <clears throat> we take our we take our experience and I guess you know veteran status as um, for granted sometimes. But again, new people are coming to the hobby all the time. They don't know like some people don't know that you can wait six months and have you know twenty percent off your modular building um, or um, that you know you don't have to pay full price all the time unless you really really have to so like for a lot of new people coming into the hobby um, say someone who has just rediscovered lego and we're talking about you know someone six months into the future in 2023 mm. they you know they won't know about um the time before the price increase because to them they'll go oh this is this ferrari um daytona costs this much so that's the price that i'll need to pay for it so it's you know pr- pricing is very interesting it's a it's a very psychological thing mm. and you know for the vast majority i would say of lego buyers and again this includes adults as well i i'd hazard a guess that they don't don't know um they don't they don't think about pricing too much you know some people you know if you work in retail you would notice people walk in they look at something they want it and they just buy it they don't you know they don't um you know leave it there come back in like three months to see if it goes on sale you know for most people um especially for stuff like lego which is a discretionary purchase Mm. you're buying it as a treat for yourself you're buying it as a gift for um for someone else or for your son or daughter you're not you're not really thinking too much about price um unless it's you know unless it's something like a titan like like a titanic but even then like i see um when when the titanic launched you know people were just walking out stores you know they could they couldn't keep titanics in stock at full price so look i think i think we know we know a different type of person that goes out shopping for lego rather than um what perhaps what the majority of consumers do um but the other the other thing is in the past yes these sets have been going on sale at a 20% discount at other retailers outside Lego's retail channels. Those opportunities seem to be becoming less common. Those, those sets aren't necessarily being made out available outside those channels now. Um, so I think that's just something that we need to be keeping an eye on as well. I, I suspect that the day of the deep discount on the really big set is um, coming to an end i don't think we're going to be seeing those happen the way that we have in the past mm. i would be delighted to be proven wrong um yeah i think it'll be interesting because um and 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 this is this is my last comment about price but i i i think that we are going to be seeing even more discounting because we're heading up into the holiday season. Everyone's being hit by inflation. People are cutting back on discretionary spending. At the same mm-hmm. time, um, retailers and Lego themselves, they're, they're, they're building up inventory levels that they need to clear, whether for the holiday season, mm-hmm. you know, before next year sets come. Um, and, you know, they're, they're going to have to move stuff. So, yes, they are going to increase prices, but... Um, if you look at if you look at the retail landscape in the US right now, you look at big retailers like Walmart, Costco. Mm. They are their inventory levels are very high, and that's a very bad sign for uh, the retail industry because that means people are not buying at the rate that the retailers 
have planned for. So yeah. to, to to move inventory, you're going to have to discount. You're going to have to give it away. So, oh, I I agree that we will see sets discounted. I'm just thinking that we're not going to be seeing the sets that you know we'd often rely on seeing, say, um, a modular available at twenty percent off at um, one of our local retailers. Um, you know, six to 12 months after its initial release. I'm not sure that we're going to see that happen anymore. These sets just aren't making it into, just aren't making it into those shops. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think Maya just got the boutique hotel from, um, from earlier this year. So that's oh, did they? Yeah. Okay. Six, seven month gap. And well, that, that's, that's um, been typical, but interestingly, they've not been, it's not been offered to smaller retailers. Hmm. Yeah. But like smaller retailers don't usually get the big, to see exclusives anyway until much much later or they'll get one or two exclusives so i don't think like yeah. for, for a modular like that that's always going to go to like a maya david jones well we'll see what happens we're speculating to a certain extent um that'll be interesting to see interesting disappointing saddening frustrating we'll undergo most of the stages of grief i suspect Denial. That's the story of uh, of being being a Lego fan in twenty twenty two. It is indeed. Um, on, on, on to more exciting um, and <laughs> uplifting topics. Um, August is going to be a big release um, window. I think one of the biggest release windows that we've seen in a long time. There's a lot happening. Um, I think, like you mentioned earlier, our friends in the US are getting um, some of the new sets as well that we've that we've had so enjoy so i think they're getting ninjago well ninjago was released in europe and and england in june it's being released in apac or um, asia pacific which includes australia and the us first of august i think we're getting some of the new friends sets um coming out in august here as well um the us of i think the creator three in one so that would include the viking ship and the um noodle shop there being they were released in june in many places they're coming out in august over there so i th they're both great sets that i think are worth worth a look if you've not had a chance to check them out really enjoyable builds both of them um the viking one was certainly a great hark back to the viking theme of the oh when was it the the mid noughties um but we've also got a couple of very special sets um with I, I don't know if you could hear the capital letters that i was saying there the celebratory sets um for the lego group's 90th anniversary which is coming up on august the 10th and we're particularly thinking here of 10497 and 10305 um, if you care, then you probably don't need us to say what these sets are. But if you're listening from the future and you may not have remembered these numbers, 10493, I beg your pardon, is the reissued, reimagined Galaxy Explorer. Uh, 10497. 10497. You see, I still think of it as 928. No, which is which is which is a play on the original uh, the, the, the original US. American yep. numbering. Yes, I beg your pardon. So one oh four nine seven, nine four seven. 
I have dyslexia with these numbers. It's no good. <laughs> the new Galaxy Explorer. New and improved. Um, new, new and improved. It's um, it's a little bit big. It's very big. Is it too big? I I think so. I I I really enjoyed. I've got to say, this is in my top five builds ever. I really enjoyed the experience of putting this set together. It is a really good build. Like it is, it is like spaceship perfection. Like it is, you know, the the, the build techniques, the angles, just just unreal. At the angle, the angles were crazy. It did borrow on some of the techniques that we saw employed for the first time back in the Batwing. Um, as far as sort of putting a tiled edge along a surface at an interesting angle. And that but the was... angle of the of the body as well, and how it's so seamlessly yes. built into it, like that, absolutely that, the body that, that is impressive. Yeah, um, there are amazing angles. Mike Psyche has once again demonstrated himself to be the master of bonkers geometry. That's the technical term um, with his ability to create angles of any sort in any direction. Um, the Easter eggs in the set, the call-outs to the era, having a screen playing asteroids, which, while it's kind of cool having asteroids, when you realise, wait a minute, asteroids came out in 1979 and so did the original Galaxy Explorer. That just that just made my heart go all a flutter. Oh, was that, was that the same year? Yeah. That's insane. Okay, yeah. wow. Okay. Yeah. So... I have an even greater appreciation for the uh, the art on the Atari two six hundred now. Yep, um, and for me, Asteroids was always one of those games where Asteroids and Galaxian were the only games that I could ever get any decent amount of playtime on when I was a kid waiting for the fish and chips or hamburger at the corner store while on summer holidays somewhere. Um, and anything else was basically going to be over in about 40 seconds, which, you know, was barely even enough time to play, for mum and dad to place the order. Um, so so that, that just warmed my heart. There was a there are call-outs to Blacktron in there. There are call-outs to... I feel bionicle. kind of... There's, bio, there's a Bionicle I, reference in I, there as well. I, I feel kind of dirty going through all of the Easter eggs. It sort of feels like 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 spoilers but there's a Bionicle reference in there. I think the um, people want to be spoiled. Like, the people want to be spoiled. Like, it's it's exciting. Like, Do you want to go to Christmas knowing what all of your presents are? Hopefully. I'd rather get a, I'd rather get a you know, a PS5 than, you know, getting a surprise necktie or... Sure. Sure. But if we just say, if you're interested in Lego spaceships and you buy this you will find many things in there that bring you more joy than that. Yeah. I think it's a very, very faithful um, upgrade. It's not a, it's, it not a, it's not a, yeah, it's, it's a remake, you know, with cutting edge, bleeding edge techniques, um, access to the latest and greatest element selection, which, you know, benefits the, the size and scale. It's, yeah, it's like a, you know, it's like a, it's like a souped up, it's like a souped-up Galaxy Explorer um, that is it is very large. I 
while, while, while I like, while I really like the set, um, and I like that it's, it's adapted and captured so many key elements of the original Galaxy Explorer, um, I don't know, I, I, 928 is, 928 has a very, very special place in my, um, in my heart, and I think it comes down to the simplicity and the aesthetics of it, and I don't know, like, I think I, I, I wrote it in my review, like, if you put a gun to my head and ask me to choose between the 2022 version or the 1979 version, I'm going to go with the original version every time. I can see a degree of validity in that argument. I put, so for me, the original version was not part of my childhood. It was a picture I stared at for years on end, and I didn't actually put it together for the first time until March this year, maybe February. Um, And I'll have to admit, I found the building experience with it to feel a bit clunky. I actually felt that that ship itself was too unwieldy to swoosh. Um, and and it, it, it upset me because I'd been expecting, I, I'd been looking at this through, through, um, through 50 year old AFOL eyes rather than my inner 10 year old. Both my inner ten-year-old and my outer fifty-four, fifty-three-year-old were completely satisfied with the new set. Oh yeah, no, I think that that that's valid. It's a really, really good set. It's a really, really good spaceship. It's like the pinnacle of like Lego spaceships. That's 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 <clears throat> one thing's missing. Personally, I just like the simplicity and the aesthetics of vintage Lego, like. Oh, so so like that's that that's a very very personal bias like yeah so, yeah um i i think look i i can even though you see a lot of these new building techniques there i can see that they're working to try and preserve some of that aesthetic but it's never going to be able to be matched perfectly i mean if we're going to be sticklers for the aesthetic the gray's all wrong <laughs> I'm not going to stickle for the for the aesthetic that much. Yep. In my mind, there is one thing missing from the set, and it's not the thing that millions of other people are thinking is missing from the set. It's a wall hanger. Ah, uh, yep. I think if if this set, like the Batwing, had a um, one of the art hangers sort of built into the floor, so that when you'd finished using it to occupy the better part of your coffee table. You could just put it on the wall because it doesn't have the moon base to occupy space. Then it um, that probably would have achieved a degree of perfection for me. Nah, I think I, yeah, I think that makes sense. I'm, I'm, um, don't get me wrong; I'm not disappointed that it's not there. But I think if it were there, it would have just been that that final. Oh, yeah, it's got fantastic landing landing gear, that retractable landing gear. It's got a really nifty action with the gate and they've brought back the red wheel hubs for the little rover that comes out of the back and um and most importantly something that we've not seen for a while it's it's red spacemen Mm. um we've not seen red spacemen since 
We've not seen real red spacemen since oh, 1987. It's been a while. It's been a long, long time. We've saw a pretend red spaceman in one of the sort of vintage minifigure sets. And I say it's pretend because he came with a motorcycle helmet and not a proper, not a proper um, classic space helmet. But so, so this, this one is, is now, now feels like a proper, proper space set. Mm. Um, And, and now feels like we've got a completion um, with the original, with the original round range of um, space sets. Yeah. But I think what um, the, the thing that tipped um, that, 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 that made all the difference for me is when I woke up one day and I saw in my inbox that the alternate model instructions had fallen into my um into my inbox and that was such yeah. a great that was such a great um that's such a great experience because like you build a set and you've obviously seen the promotional photos and um the instructions were not in the box which is understandable so they'll 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 be digital instructions they will be available on the first of august when it goes on sale mm. um and yeah it was it was it was not there but when when i got the instructions I, I i had a busy day planned but i was like i'm just gonna clear my clear my clear my diary i'm not gonna get anything done today i'm gonna destroy my galaxy explorer and build the other two models which were mm. um which were um again remakes of um, the I guess the the classic, trio of classic spacecraft, you know, nine two four and nine one eight. Yeah. Um, and that that was a very very fun. Um, that was a very very fun experience because mm. I think with with Lego sets nowadays, especially sets that are large and very very complex and highly detailed, you build them once and then two things happen: you just leave them on display forever, or once you're once you need more space or once you're kind of bored of it, you might pull it apart or just, you know, put it into storage somewhere. Mm. But um, unless it's a creative tree in one, you're rarely taking a set apart and rebuilding something out of it. So that, that, that in itself was a very, very special and um, a great experience that I highly recommend if you have um, the Galaxy Explorer waiting for you on the 1st of August. Um, and I think through that, through that experience, um, I just really, really liked the nine two four um, expression of the Galaxy Explorer. Um, to me, it's the perfect size. It's it's almost the same size as the original nine two eight Galaxy mm-hmm. Explorer, and yeah, it's it's. I think that's the that's the that's the sweet spot for me. Not too big, not too small. It's just nice in the Goldilocks zone. Fantastic. Did it have the same? Um, feeling so one of the things that's amazing about the new galaxy explorer is just the sheer um, rigidity of the wings and i was wondering whether we see that level of rigidity in the new in in the smaller models as well or if it's just something that we see in the um, nine to eight remix yeah it's um it's pretty rigid it's 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 built it's built pretty mu- um pretty similarly to the main a mo- model a 
um, just just at a slightly different scale, um, and obviously adapts some of the features of nine two four and nine two eight, whichever you pick. Now, it is obvious that you can't build the two models simultaneously because you only have the one classic space logo two by four printed tile and you only have two bricks with ll928 printed on the side of the one by six blue bricks i suppose the question i have is do you have a feeling for how close to being able to build both of those sets do you come both of those models do come with one set allowing for the compromise on printed parts uh look you'll need a lot of plates because the base is essentially is 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 almost constructed in the same manner you'll see very similar techniques to Mm -hmm. the angles you'll need a lot of those gray plates um to 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 set the base up together so Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I think those 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 will be the ones that you'll need to pick up, um, whether on you know pick a brick or bricklink to you know to to essentially build a whole fleet. So this is going to be the the challenge, especially since we are restricted to only being able to buy or to order two per household from Lego.com. Well, I think the availability is going to be quite. I think the availability will be good. Hopefully we can get it in bricks and mortar stores fairly readily and that it will be around for a while. Mm. But we have no idea how long it's going to be available. And I think that's one of those things that that probably makes me feel a little anxious about it as well. Yeah, we'll see. Happy to accept that that's just me. We'll see. But uh, yeah, like I think as a... As a celebration of classic space, as a celebration of the flagship spaceship of classic space, you know the mm. um, from 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 that particular era, um, it's great, and I think yeah. the it's a it's it's a fantastic upgrade. Very very sleek, very very um, yeah, just very very well considered in its design, and um, yeah, a great set. Definitely one of the instant top five for twenty twenty two for me. You see, you're saying top five of 2022. I'm saying top five that I've ever built. Ah, there you go. Um, it's a very, it's well. I was going to say the top five. It's a short list, but um, that's that's obvious by the fact that it's a top five. Um, that's fair. Whereas the castle, I think. Um, so you haven't built the castle. I don't think. So one hundred three hundred five. I've I've not been so fortunate as to have the castle in my possession. On the other hand. I've not had the time to build the castle, so at this point I have no regrets. I will certainly be taking a good, solid look at it. I'm sort of starting to venture, putting some feelers out into a um, into a castle world at the moment. I've been, I'd say, I've been a spacer most of my life, and I've not I've had a little bit of a dabble with castle, but I've not done a lot. So I'm starting to see the, I'm starting to understand the appeal of a castle. Yep. This so, set holds appeal, if only because I wouldn't need to own another castle set. Yeah, I think I think what's special about um, the Lion Knight's castle is that um, it it isn't trying to be a remake or reinterpretation of a specific model. Um, yep. In a sense that it's 
it draws from many, many different castles from the castle team. It draws from forest men. It draws from medieval market mm-hmm. village. Um, and it's, it's kind of like a culmination of everything you love about Lego Castle. And look, it's an expensive set. It is, what, $600 Australian? But so I think at 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 that scale, six hundred dollars for a non licensed, non UCS set, you can definitely tell that it feels like the designers had a blank check to work with. They're gonna go just build the biggest, most impressive castle that you can muster and yeah. we'll figure out the pricing later. Unlike the Galaxy Explorer, which I think um feels like a set designed with a specific price point and piece count in mind. They definitely wanted to hit that psychological sub 100 US dollar price point, which is why we didn't get a moon base or a crater, which were pretty essential parts of the original 928-497 Galaxy Explorer. Mm. Whereas the castle is a completely different approach. It goes, let's just build the biggest, greatest, Lego castle in history and boy <laughs> does it deliver it is it's it's just insane just how much they've packed into it 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 looks incredible as a model because it's just so big so it just towers over every other Lego castle in existence um you, you get these big tall um very very smooth monolithic walls that they mm. go okay this is a this 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 castle has walls this could probably withstand um a pretty full-on siege so it's got it's it's got that um you know it it, it exudes strength and defense that you'd expect from a from a castle and yeah and and they brought back the lion knights which is great um in a in a, in a twist of things, you know, we don't have a king in the castle. We have a we have a warrior queen. Her name is Queen Leon Lion, which is which is so cool. Mm. Uh, it's got a, she's got a queen's guard, so all the main um, heavily armed knights are female, which which just adds to the um, that the badassness. And there's just so much that they've put into it. So the interiors are highly detailed. You've got rooms. You've got there's there's just so much to discover. Like there's you know talking about Easter eggs, talking about discoverability. Um, the castle has just so much going on on the inside. You've got you've got forest men just kind of just lurking a, about the shadows, doing forestman stuff. There's a contingent of black falcons um, visiting the castle as well. Magistral yep. is back. Um, there are farm animals. There are peasants. There's there's just everything that you can just think of like if you were to write a list of everything that you would want in a castle this would have like nine out of ten things and the tenth being a goat but you know they don't obviously don't want to steal the thunder away from a set like this by including a goat in it because that's what everyone would just fixate to so i kind of understand why they didn't include a goat in it i've i it would have been lovely if they if they were going to introduce a goat this year. This would have been the set with which to do it, but they haven't. Um, I, I think it's hilarious when I visit Lego.com. 
they recognise that perhaps I might be somewhat put off by the by the six hundred dollar price tag. This is Australian dollars, and so at the bottom of the page it says, alternatively, you may like for one hundred and sixty dollars the Creator Three and One Medieval Castle from last year, or for only ninety dollars the Mickey and Friends Castle Defenders, which features a beige horse. But uh, Donald Duck is a jester, Daisy is a princess, Mickey and Minnie um in well sort of king's knights outfits mm. um it's a, great, it's a great year for castle fans like it's a fantastic a great, year for castle, two castle years fans. it's been a great two years for castle fans mm. um but yeah i think this 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 is the one set that i think yes it is very expensive this is um it's 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 a huge price tag but it's one of those special sets that you just gotta save for like even if you can't afford it in one go like i encourage you to just save to to own one because if you if you love the idea of a lego castle um and for and for many people um you know people who you know either missed the castle era or could not afford castles when they were kids um this is this is this this might be the the very first castle that many people get to experience and mm. it's yeah it's just it's just it's just draw dropping like um i this will this will be hard to top for me i think this is my this is my top set of 2022 like it is it's just rocketed to like first place yeah and i can't imagine a set that um that can topple this um this feels like do, do, do you remember when Pirates of Barracuda Bay came out and how incredible that was to fans of, you know, Lego pirates that you would get a pirate set at this scale that could mm. also transform into a boat? Yeah. This feels like this feels like a Pirates of Barracuda Bay moment for Castle fans. And Yeah. Look I agree. I th- I th- but then plus one because Castle <laughs> Yeah, um, I I do find myself wondering how would this set have gone if it were div- divided into a couple of parts. Um, you know, you could have bought the left side of the keep, the right side of the keep, and half the minifigures, and would you have still felt like you were getting three hundred dollars worth of value? Um, uh, look, it's... so I'm just, I'm just, I'm just just throwing it out there we've been confronted with a few big sets and i'm thinking about say for example the lego city space sets that we saw earlier this year and and for you know 150 200 australian dollars you could have a set that basically contained what you might consider what 20 years ago might have in fact been five sets that you'd work together to put together but instead you're confronted with having to make a larger investment than perhaps you'd want to in the first instance to build up to it do we do we need these to be made as such big sets or would they be better off would would we be better off if they were being released as smaller sets not necessarily tiny sets but but um perhaps almost in 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 chapters um I, I, I get where you're coming from. I don't think it will work because if you do that, the end result will cost 
way more than, yep. than this. Um, I think that w- one thing I love about the set is, yes, it is a very expensive set. It's $600. That is a lot of money. That is, um, that is two weeks of rent. I don't know. Two, yeah, two weeks of rent. That is half a mortgage payment. It is a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if you if you look at the amount of stuff that you get for that price it's i i would say that it's it's um it's pretty good value if you yeah. look at if you look at home alone all right so let's let, let, let let's compare so home alone is what 400 australian dollars that's two-thirds of the price uh-huh. home alone is 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 not two-thirds of what you get in 10305 line knights castle uh-huh. not even close um if you if you compare it against you know okay let's take the creator castle that's what 150 so if you would yeah. if you would have four creator medieval castles would that add up to 10305 lionite's castle not even close maybe if you happen to get the uh, forestman's hideout as a gift with purchase with it yeah i think it's coming back on the on on the first or second of august so yeah well that'll be exciting if it is and especially yeah. if it's around for when the actual castle set comes out yeah so the castle set comes out on the 3rd of august for vips and on the 8th of august for um the general public so look it's yeah sensational this is this is this is a this is a this is a high point in like lego history for just 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 what can be done and yeah. Oh, I love it! I I love it so much, and let's let's. I haven't even gotten into the minifigures. You get like twenty two minifigures. Um, the going rate for like a Lego Castle Knight at the moment is between let's say eight to ten dollars Australian. So minifigs alone, you've got almost two hundred, three hundred dollars worth of minifigures in the set alone. Um, so again. There's a lot of value packed into it. Yes, it's, yes, it's 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 a very expensive set, but it does not feel like poor value. In yeah. fact, I I it feels like you're getting about seven hundred, eight hundred dollars worth of stuff in the set. And when you put it all together, the experience, the you know, um, the 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 techniques and all the little Easter eggs inside, and you're you you're left with a very big very impressive looking display model like mm. that just feels like it should cost a lot more than six hundred dollars mm. don't get any ideas lego but <laughs> yeah i think i think what you need to do in your head is break it down into there's a dungeon there's a procession of knights there's a few there's a little market stall and perhaps look at how those sort of aspects of it have been produced in years gone past and by years gone past i'm even just thinking like the castle sets of the late noughties early 2010s and apply a bit of a historical inflation and inflationator to those prices and you'd certainly see where how this might be a collection of seven or eight sets as they were traditionally released Mm. um yeah look i don't disagree that it represents value for money um it's a lot of money, but it's a lot. Of, it doesn't change the fact that at the end of the day, it's still a lot of money. Yeah, but um, um, so yeah, the the big question is, can the world support this set 
and its existence at this point in time? I think that it will sell out and they're not going to be able to keep it in stock. It's going to be a strong vote of confidence for Lego Castle. Um, you know, people were snapping up the Brickling Castle in the Forest sets. Yes. Um, people have been snapping up medieval castles. Um, you know, creative medieval castles, and yep. yeah, this is it's a yeah. Um, you you if you don't buy one in August, you're likely not going to be able to get one for Christmas. I think it's just going to sell out because, um, yeah, you know, pe- pe- like it's it's just such a cool set, and mm. and like look, you could even buy two and make an even bigger castle. Like like we haven't even gone there yet, but can be done. I I have one problem. Well, I have several problems, but I have one that pertains specifically to this, and that ultimately becomes the running out of places to keep it. It's one of those sets that you will want to make space for. Yeah, let's just put it that way. Like, um, it's 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 currently set up. Um, it's currently set up temporary shop on my dining table which is not ideal um but um i will find space for it like that's i've been you know my room's a mess because the last two weeks have been you know just just insane Mm. Um, but yes yeah it's um i really like the castle if you haven't um i'm getting i'm picking i'm picking up a vibe there jay that that perhaps that perhaps the castle is a thing that you quite like I just, I just wanna, I just wanna clear any confusion, you know, in case people misinter- misinterpret my words. But really like the castle, my best set of twenty twenty two. Unless they, I don't know, I, I don't know what else they could do, but we'll see. Hmm. I, I, yeah, I think, I think these two sets, um, if you look at it as um, within the context of the ninetieth anniversary, they do such a marvelous job of just celebrating the heritage of lego Mm. uh, lego's history um and you know it's two different approaches one slightly more accessible um a take on a very iconic set that means a lot to a lot of people that you know has defined that has defined a generation and more of lego spaceships yep um and the other being a let's just design the the, best. the ultimate thing yes the ultimate thing the ultimate lego castle um, yeah yeah and in fact it's not just the ultimate castle it's the ultimate castle set it is um you know between all the different different bits and pieces um yeah no i look i i'm i'm not going to dispute that it's value for money i will remain in my mind thought that it is expensive but that's just because of the amount of dollars involved i think it's going to be a lot of fun for a lot of people um i will certainly get it and put it together yep i think my, i will um, enjoy it i have one, no doubt that i have no doubt that i'll enjoy it i'll, yeah. I'll, I'll be honest there one tip i can um one one tip if you're about to, you know, either buy the castle on the third, or you know, if you're hoping to get it as a as a gift, um, is to not rush through the build. It is it, it 
the the build experience is um is 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 one to savor like it's a very long build mm. um but it's so varied in so many different places and there's so many cool techniques and so many you know hidden gems hidden things that you can't that you don't necessarily get to see again after putting it all together yeah. um yeah just take your time and just enjoy it like savor it like mm. um ultimately i really enjoyed the galaxy explorer i took about three days to do that and i was pushing through it to um get get a review out in a timely fashion and i'll, I'll have to admit i i may have built a landing pad for it to go on using a 48 round gray plate and some wedges um, that, was, that was pretty good um i haven't yet got around to accumulating the parts list you need to take it apart. You need to take it apart, or just get a second one and just build nine two four and nine one eight. That I I, I, may, I feel like I may have ordered another one. There you go. You are doing a you you're doing yourself a great disservice if you don't pick up either a second copy of the Galaxy Explorer, mm. which again will acknowledge that that might not be realistic for 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 most people, for some people, but. You're doing yourself a great disservice if you don't break it apart and rebuild it, as um and and do the B model and the C model because again that's to me I think having done that um I just felt like it was part of the overall package and the overall existed um the yeah the overall yeah, the experience, experience of it yeah just as how I think Mike Mike Siaki had intended to. Mm. To, to truly appreciate the set. That said, if you're a if you're a space fan, chances are you already own most of the pieces used in this set, and so you may well find that with a few compromises on printed parts, particularly, um, oh, and the windscreen. Forget I said anything. You need to get extra windscreens. Oh, if you buy an extra, if you buy one extra copy of it, you get two windscreens, which will yeah. get you through through the lot. But I, I'm strongly suspicious that I will possibly already own enough pieces to be able to put it together, even if it's going to be in a bizarre rainbow nine one eight form, mm. um, which could be hilarious. Or perhaps it's going to be deep forest green. We'll find out. I'm 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 looking forward to just getting some time. That's been my big problem this last few weeks. It's been time. Jay, at the end of the last episode, we called for listeners to submit some questions. Yes, we have more questions, but we got sidetracked by Castle and Galaxy Explorer. But we will definitely answer those questions in the next one. So if you have any other questions, um, feel free to send them through um email extra pieces pod at gmail.com or drop us a dm on instagram at extra pieces pod indeed um we will endeavor to come back sooner rather than later um we appreciate that a lot of people have been asking about when's the next episode coming um it, it came out an hour ago you've just finished listening to it there's something else that we're both getting very excited about um, coming up to, in September, the end of September. <clears throat> no, we don't want to talk about the fact that, that we're looking forward to going to the Scarebeck Fan Weekend. I'm looking forward to going to the Scarebeck Fan Weekend. 
Um, I think it'll be really exciting to go to an international Lego event for the first time in years. Um, it be exciting just to leave the country. Yeah. I've heard of leaving the country. Haven't done it since 2019. Uh, if you happen to be in the same part of the world as I am at that stage, Jay, then perhaps we might be able to um, make a another podcast, an episode, might be able to put together an episode while we're over there. It's going to be fun. Who knows who we might run into. If you're going to be at the Scareback Fan Weekend and you're listening to this right now, um, before September 2022, why don't you send us a a note and let us know and we might make sure that we've got some some um tiles some some tiles some merch to um to share when we're over there um in the meantime that's probably enough for now so i'll say until next time i'm richard from the rambling brick and i'm jay from jay's brick blog and these are the extra pieces you have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.